You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that you have ordained this time and this service, that everyone here today It's part of this divine orchestration to build your house. We pray, Father, right now that you will touch the hearts of men and women, boys and girls that are in this service. And Lord, fulfill heaven's decree for this time, this season, and this particular congregation. I commit them into your loving hand in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you. I bring you greetings from our church in Singapore, Trinity Christian Center. Um, They have prayed for you throughout this whole weekend. Right now, it's um, 8, 10 p.m. on Sunday evening. Yeah, so they have had their service. They've been praying for you. And uh, I have a group of intercessors that are praying for you right this moment. Amen. Now, before we look into Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1 and 2, I want to make a few comments about what we are about to engage into. In a moment's time, we're going to go into a faith exercise. It's an exercise of faith as you make a pledge to sow into this house. Interestingly, this morning, somebody asked me a question, and the question went this way. Pastor Dom, what if my personal vision and the vision of the house does not much does not align, uh, you know. Um, so, how, how do we look at this? Isn't that an interesting question? And uh, I think it's a valid question because, in uh, because many times you have heard ministries and preachers talks about Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to bless you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. The right translation is really the plans to give you a future and a hope because without a future in place, there is no hope. All right, so God has a plan for you. However, many of us, uh, including myself as a preacher, generally uh, apply the scripture sometimes on a personal note. How many of you have heard that God has a personal and a wonderful plan for your life? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember when I got saved, uh, the person that was counseling me said to me, Jesus loves you and God has a plan for your life. And, uh, and, and while it's true when we read the scripture and we apply that to ourselves, we have to understand the context of Jeremiah 29, 11. Because the context of Jeremiah 29, 11 refers to a community. It was the nation of Israel that was in captivity, the nation of Israel that were in oppression, uh, the nation of Israel, that, I mean, that were oppressed and they were depressed. And at that point in time, they could not see beyond where they were. And so they felt very much uh, that they, they have lost their future, lost their destiny. And so God raised a prophet to speak a word to the nation. And Jeremiah 29, 11 was given to the collective. 
And that is something that is very important for us because a lot of what we call independent theology tends to tell us that it is about me. It's individual theology. But God's theology is not individual. God's theology, it's always the corporate whole. That's why when you look at the scripture, God always talks about the body, the body of Christ. And so I want to make this statement right now. If you love this church, and how many of you love this church? All right, thank you. Uh, If you're a member of this church, how many of you are members of this church? All right, thank you. Some of you are not members of this church, but you enjoy the ministry of this church, you receive feeding from this church, and you enjoy the fellowship of this church, well, let me just say that you are part of the fellowship, part of the membership base, the wider membership base of CLM. And therefore, God's vision to this house is to you as well. Because your individual destiny, your individual uh, plans and vision that God has for you is wrapped in the tapestry of the whole. So you cannot remove the whole and live by yourself because if you live on your own, then you are outside the covering of the local church. Amen? Because the local church is God's institution. Jesus died for the church. Amen? Amen? All right, let's look at uh, Isaiah 54, verse 1 and 2. And uh, I want to share very quickly and then hand the time over to Pastor Martin. Sing, O barren woman, you who have never bought a child. This is interesting. Let me just pause here because God is speaking to the church and God is saying to the church, you are barren. Now the word barren means that, it is, that there is no fruits The word barren means that there is no ability to create life. The word barren means that you and I cannot step into the place of prosperity. That's why we are barren. And in the scripture, barrenness is akin to being cursed by God. Barrenness means that there is something that stops you from experiencing God's grace, God's life, God's blessing. And so the scripture here begins with, Sing, O barren woman, you who have never born a child. Burst into songs, shout for joy, you uh, who were never in labor. And so right now it describes for us a situation of a person, of a collective group of people, and of some of us here that seems to be in a place of barrenness. Uh, We don't seem to be in a place of prosperity or blessing. We don't seem to be in a place of fruitfulness. Now, the Scripture goes on and says, uh, you know, sing for joy, shout for joy, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who is married. Now, the word desolate is the same word barren. Okay? And this word desolate in Hebrew, which is then translated later into Latin, and that's where in the English word we have this word shame, because the Hebrew word for desolate is shameless. And, and shame is really attached to people who are barren, particularly if you do not have child. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in Asia, and particularly in my part of the world, and I believe the African world as well because we kind of tested that out earlier on. Uh, in our world, we get to celebrate New Year two times. 
Yeah, we have the English New Year that begins on January the 1st. But in our culture, you know, because we follow the cycle of the moon, we also have a Chinese New Year. Now, when my wife and I first got married, um, we decided early in life that we are not going to have kids. We just want to enjoy each other because we just we were newly married. And I felt it was important that we get to know each other better. And at the same time, we were young and restless. You know, which means she's got a career. She's a, she, she's a marketplace person. And so she's got a career she wants to establish. And I wanted to establish the ministry before, you know, I start having kids. And so it took us four years. But during those four years, it was four years of pain. And let me explain to you why. Uh, while we enjoy each other, but every time it comes to Chinese New Year, and it is at that point, at that time of the year where we visit our relatives. And when we visit our relatives, we are, we are impacted by the questions from our loved ones and our relatives. And so what's the question? When are you going to have a kid? You know? A good African will have a kid in the first year of marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for those of you Africans that you're just nearly married, come on, lead to church growth. <laughs> but for us, because we had planned not to have a kid at that point in time, but to at least give us four years, I mean, every Chinese New Year, it was a pain. While my wife enjoyed visiting the relatives, I hated it. Because... Not only are they asking, when are you going to have a kid? Sometimes the question becomes more intrusive, you know? It invades your privacy, like, do you have a problem? I mean, <laughs> do I have a problem? No, no, no. I'm a real man. <laughs> I don't have a problem, <laughs> you know? And I mean, it's like, she has a problem. Are you the problem? I mean, and, and I hated it. And so, you could, you could feel and begin to empathize with Hannah, in 1 Samuel, because Hannah went to the temple every year, but, and she prayed every year, pleaded with the Lord to have a child, but she was barren. And so the scripture here begins to tell us that there's a key to unlock barrenness so that you can move to the next level of God's prosperity, God's blessing, God's fruitfulness for your life. Amen? Because God has deemed this house to move into the place of His blessing individually and corporately. But in order for that to happen, there are some keys that I want to share with you uh, very quickly this morning. So we understand what barrenness is all about. So barrenness is, is in a place of, of fertility where we don't have um, uh, blessing, prosperity, and fruitfulness. And that's what it is. Now what's the key? How do you step out of it? The first key is to understand that you and I need to sing for joy. What does it mean? Well, how do you translate sing for joy? Well, it means step out in faith. While she is barren, she is supposed to sing it out. I mean, listen, many of us, uh, when we are in shame and embarrassment or where we are in a place where we are not fruitful, we are not, not going to shout it out, isn't it? But the scripture said, no, no, no. If you are barren, you should sing it out. Shout for joy. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. But I'm not pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant. You know? And God is saying to the barren woman, the very fact that you are, you are barren 
That's the point you start shouting out for joy. That's the point where you start singing out for joy. Because it is an activation of faith. You sing into it before it happens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But instead, many of us are in a converse position because we are barren, therefore we rent to God. Because we are barren, we go into depression. But the scripture says, if you're going to experience that blessing and the success and the fruitfulness, then we better start stepping up. And that's what the next level is all about. The next level is about you stepping up in faith and begin to sing even though you are barren. Amen? Second thing you need to understand is to hold on to the promises that are yea and amen. God is not a man that he should lie. When God says it, he's going to do it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Look at the scripture. Burst into songs, shout for joy because, what's the phrase there? Because more are the children of the desolate woman than the woman who is married. I like that. So God is saying to this barren woman, start singing and then it will come. And when it comes, what's the promise? More, more, more. I say more, more is going to come your way. While you may feel barren right now, as you take the step of faith, the promises of God that are yea and amen is that more will you have. Amen. More will you have than the person who is married. Hallelujah. So turn to the person beside you and say, more will you have. So the keys are very important. You've got to step out in faith, and then you've got to hold on to the promise. Because the promise is God's word. Do you understand? When God makes a promise, it is based on His character, His ability, his resources. That's where we stand on His Word. And then you look at verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Now I have an A3 size and no matter what I do, I'm not going to stretch this A3 size right now. So I'm going to attempt right now to enlarge the place of this A3 size. And so I'm going to ask Peter and his beautiful wife to come. Now, we are going to assume this A3 size paper is the size of your life and your tent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because this is like a barren woman right now. There's no way to stretch it. You're not going to see it. But whatever you do, stay in this house because we're going to extend it. All right? So whatever you do, step on this piece of paper. Both of us. Yeah, both of you. Yeah. AJ and your beautiful wife. Oh, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Would you please come and stay in this tent? Make sure your whole feet. Yeah, yeah. Step on his toes if you have to. <laughs> You, you, you are spilling out, man, AJ. <laughs> you are spilling out. <laughs> now, isn't it interesting here that we realize that no matter what we do, an A3 size paper will be an A3 size paper, isn't it? The only way to extend is to 
have an extension right now. True or not? But that's, that's our human way of doing it. But when you step out in faith and you hold on to God's promises, God is more than able to take that which you have and through your activation of faith, God makes something happen. Amen. So I'm going to show how an A3 size right now is going to be extended out of grace and through the activation of faith so that they will be surrounded by this A3 size. Because right now, I mean, no matter how, that's, that's where they are. And they are stepping on each other's toe. Yeah, just step on Peter's toe, it's okay. It's not my toe. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take time. I'm going to take my time, man. Faith is a very important currency of heaven. Amen? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. And everyone who comes to God must first believe He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek after Him. I know they are in pain. I don't have to be a prophet to know. Well done, AJ. You're stepping on his toe. Just a little bit more. All right, just a little bit more. Just hang in there. Okay, did I get everything done? Okay. Can we extend this? Can it be extended? Yeah. Now you guys, yeah, just let it drop. Yeah, let this drop. And stand within this now extended A3 size paper. I could now even invite Esther to stand in there because there's enough space, you know. Yeah, see? Ta-da. All right, let's give them a big hand. When you activate faith and step up and sing even though there is that place of barrenness, because some of you have given your faith pledge last year, you have redeemed it, and now you say, hey, pastor, I don't have, I have nada, zilt, nothing. I'm in that place of desolation right now. And you are having this again. Now listen, last year was last year, God has blessed you. But this year, it's all about us stepping up to sing, even though it's barren. And then hold on to that promise. And as you hold on to the promise, the third thing you got to do is now manifest it. It's an action of enlarging. You have to enlarge. And when you do that, I want you to know God's going to do it for you. Hallelujah. God's going to make that A3 size paper 
and He's just going to cover you with His grace. Amen? And so I'm going to ask you right now to take that faith pledge card. Yeah, everyone hold this faith pledge card. And I want to encourage you today to participate, whether individually or as a family, because I want to pray for you and then hand this time to Pastor Martin. Because this card represents the next level that God's going to bring you in, into the place of blessing, life, prosperity, and fruitfulness. And, stand, and, and that which stop you is really a disposition of faith. That's why the scripture says, Sing, O barren woman, you who have never born a child. Burst into songs, shout for joy, you who have never labored. But it's dependent on you. Because if the barren woman don't sing, nothing's going to happen. She has to sing. She has to sing. So you've got to sing. And you're going to sing by filling up this card. And then you've got to hold on to the promise because much more. Because when you do this, I want to guarantee you much more. You know, the blessings that came upon uh, Pastor Martin and, and Pastor Esther and the whole family to be able to go to, for vacation. Let me tell you, that was God's blessing on them as they hold on to the promise. They held on to the promise. and that, I read the testimony. I don't know whether you guys read the Level Up uh, booklet. I mean, the testimonies there are wonderful. And this morning, you heard another testimony. Listen, God will take care of you. Because God's promises are yea and amen. And when you start writing this out, that's you extending, enlarging. And when you enlarge, the stretching's going to come, the lengthening's going to come, and lengthening deals with your influence. That's why verse 3 talks about how you will possess the nation, new territories. So that's all going to happen. So I want to pray for you right now as you hold this because to, to me, you are engaging in a solemn, sacred exercise of faith this morning before God. And I want you to step out in faith to honour the Lord today as you fill up this card. Father, we hold in our hands this next level, Vision 2017. I speak, Father, right now that you will bless every man and woman, boy and girls that are engaging in this spiritual exercise. In this spiritual act of exercise, I speak right now, life to come. I speak blessing, prosperity and fruitfulness to come into the life of men and women right now. And so, Spirit of God, fill them fill them to overflow as they activate their faith. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are going to manifest your grace through your provision in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.